You be seated. Good morning again. So, resurrection. Now, if you like me, anyone like me? No, no, not, not do you like me as in do you like me, like are you like me as in got the same nature as me. Um, I find it really interesting around Easter time because you always get the same sermon over and over again, like every single year. If you've been in church, if... Uh, you were raised in the church, then you usually got the same sermon every single year. Now, I'm not saying that my father recycled sermons, but some of them came really close, like I'm just saying. And so I always like to challenge myself to try and find something uh, different each year. And after six years of doing it, uh, I'm already starting to struggle, which doesn't bode well for the rest of you because we're going, Nikki and I are planning on being here for at least another 10 years. So with that, we are going to uh, launch into something about the resurrection, and I'm hoping this to be a shorter sermon than normal. Uh, and so if you bear with me, uh, I want you to finish this sentence. When we, with the, the resurrection, we need to talk about what? what? What do we need to talk about with the resurrection of Jesus? Uh, for you, what is it that you would want to talk about? And so for me, to answer that question... I think that we need to talk about victory. I think with the resurrection specifically, especially on this day, we need to talk about victory. And when you think about it, when there are... Uh, well, that's spelled incorrectly, but whatever. Uh, it's supposed to say losers. But it then says losses. Winners and losers. Wins and losses. Let's go with that. When you think about victory, you have to think in, in terms of wins and losses. Uh, when you think of life, uh, when, when you look at your life, you look at the things that happen, you can really summarize everything that, you, that, that happens in your life. It's either going to be a win or it's going to be a loss, right? You're gonna, uh, you have a plan, you execute the plan, and the plan comes off flawlessly, that's a win. If something goes horribly wrong, train goes off the tracks, that's a loss. Um, and so... Uh, I, I have a, a couple of stories sort of to illustrate this. Um, the first one is my team called the Parramatta Eels. This is my Australian football team, for those that you want to know. This is the team that I follow. I've been following them most of my life. There was a little bit of time where I went across to the Canterbury Bulldogs, but we don't speak at that stage. I switched teams for a little bit. But I came back, as you should, always come back to your home team. Do you know the last time the Parramatta Eels won the equivalent of the Super Bowl? 1986. I was two. Following the Parramatta Eels is a lesson in taking heavy losses. Uh, two weeks ago, they suffered a 54 to 0 defeat. You know, there was a day I got out of bed, I looked at the results on YouTube, and then I just went back to bed for a couple minutes. Life seems to revolve around wins and losses. And, and we think about it in terms of, of football games or, or sporting events. But really, you can have uh, days when you have losses. You can have uh, stories uh, in your own life that you can have losses. I'll give you another example, seeing as my wife's not here. 
there was one day that my wife bought a, a new dress. And she asked me what it looked like. Now, for those that are married, gentlemen, don't ever say what I said to my wife. Uh, I said off the top of my head, sometimes my brain and my mouth, they connect, but they don't slow down to think whether or not I should actually say something, right? Uh, if, you, if you come here, often you know that during the sermons, sometimes I make inappropriate jokes even during the sermon. There are no eunuchs in, tonight's, in today's sermon, so I don't get to joke about that, but sometimes I say the wrong thing. And when my wife asked me about this dress, what did it look like? I said it looked like a Russian circus tent. Now, for those who are married ladies, was that a win or a loss? Yeah, that was a loss. That was, a, I'm going to sleep on the couch that night. Um, I didn't. I managed to worm my way back in with an explanation. But uh, wins and losses. Are you with me so far that life seems to be made up of some things you win, sometimes you lose. And really what we need to look at is victory. And so we have a list of failures. We have a list of mistakes, a list of losses. And Jesus, however, won the victory. And we can share in that victory. No matter what the loss is, you can share in the victory of the resurrection. The resurrection is not just about Jesus. Jesus is the focus, but he gives us victory in his resurrection. And that's what we want to spend just a couple of minutes uh, looking at today. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, starting in verse 1. We're going to look at this chapter just real briefly. Not all of it. It's 55 verses long. Uh, but this is sort of the longest and the oldest uh, scriptural exposition of the resurrection. And so we're going to look at this real quick. Uh, and there are a couple of places where I have left out uh, words and I want you to say them with me. So if you have your Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, I believe this starts in verse 3 and it says this, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ what? What's the word? Died that Christ died according, uh, for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was, what's the word? Buried. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. We have a lot of, uh, of things in our lives that take or could take that place of first importance. We have things that are important to us, things that uh, that's where we hang our hat, that's the hill that we're going to die on, that's the thing that is of first importance. What Paul says is the thing of his that is of first importance is the fact that Jesus died and that Jesus rose again. He said it was the most important thing. And so what I have to uh, ask you this morning is what is your most important thing? What is your most important thing? What's the thing that you're going to die for? What's the thing that you're going to rely on more than anything else? That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas, and, and that's Peter, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. He goes on to explain that Jesus uh, rose from the dead, that he uh, was victorious over Satan's sin and death and the grave, and that he rose again, and then he didn't just stay to himself. He wasn't an introvert. He didn't go and take a nap after a crucifixion, which you might want to do. 
Um, Jesus didn't do that. Instead, he appeared and started appearing to people. Uh, in the Gospel of John, in uh, chapter 20, you can read about how uh, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and found it empty. And so she went back to talk to the disciples. And then Peter and John ran to the tomb to find it empty. Uh, there's a bunch of things in that story that I find incredibly interesting. The fact that Mary found the tomb uh, and that she was a woman and that she didn't have any legal standing on her own, so she couldn't be a reliable witness. She's the one that found the tomb. Uh, and so there's all this stuff in here that he appeared to, uh, appeared to Peter and to the twelve. And then how many there does it say that Jesus appeared to over the course of 40 days? Over 500. There are over 500 accounts of Jesus being resurrected from the grave. Now look, if Jesus rising from the dead gives us victory and we can share in that victory, the question is, how do we do that? How do we share in that victory? The way to access the power of the cross is through surrender. And that seems really counterintuitive. In order to gain victory, I need to surrender. What do you need to surrender? You need to surrender the things that have happened to you, the mistakes in your lives. You see... Surrender claims victory in your life. And it claims victory over the battle of past mistakes. Mistakes haunt us. When I made the comment about my wife's dress, that mistake haunted me for a little while. There are other mistakes that we make. Uh, a perfect example is the wall out there was supposed to be grey. It's now blue. Let's just go with that. It was a mistake. Sometimes the way to victory is uh, to, to surrender your mistakes and surrendering them to God. We give them to God, but we don't give up. And what we have to understand that in our lives, Jesus took care of the past. A lot of us have mistakes in our past. The Bible actually has a word for the mistakes that are in your past. Um, it's called sin. The mistakes that are in your past... The Bible calls sin. Sin definition is really easy uh, to say. It's simply missing the mark. That God set a mark for you to hit and you didn't hit it. And it's called sin. And so if you were to continue reading through this book of 1 Corinthians, you would get eventually to the end of it and you would get down to verse 55 and it says this, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to who? Okay, like we're going to try this again. I want responses. You just had breakfast. I know some of your tummies are full. You're slowing down. Stay with me, carbo-loaded. Thanks be to who? God. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. You do not have to wallow in your past mistakes, your past sins. You can claim victory today through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Now, a couple of verses ago it said, Death, where is your sting? And the word there, uh, sting, is like that of a scorpion. Have any of you ever uh, met a scorpion in person? Uh, I worked at a camp in Southern California for a summer and there were scorpions, and for some reason the counselors like to catch the scorpions and put them into glass jars. I don't know why. They're weird. I'm not a bug person. Are there bug people here? 
people who like bugs, you're all, you and I need to talk. <laughs> Watching you now. I don't do bugs. I don't do bugs. I don't do things with more eyes than they need, like spiders, more legs than they need. Why do, why do spiders need that many legs? Crawl over your face in the middle of the night. That's why they need that many legs. Why do they mean that need that many eyes? That's the real question. And so they would take these scorpions and they would put it in jars and then they would find spiders and they would make the spiders and the scorpions uh, fight, which is really weird to me. I was from Australia. We didn't do that. We learned in Australia if there was any animal that you didn't know, you didn't touch it because it could kill you. Like, this is, you know, Australia, we have, we have poisonous things in Australia. You don't touch things, but they would put these scorpions and these spiders and they would make them uh, attack and the scorpion would just come in and just sting. And then he would back off to the corner. And what scripture tries to get across in this particular verse is that death and sin was like that of a scorpion. You, you didn't see it coming. Sometimes you don't see it coming. It comes out of nowhere sometimes. It's not something you anticipate. Sometimes sin just sort of creeps up on you from the back and just hits you. And in that instant, you can feel that guilt and shame of making a mistake and messing up. But what you need to know scripturally is that death no longer has any sting. Uh, scripture just read, we just read it, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is in the law. But the law has now been completed in Jesus Christ. So when we look at victory, and I'm going to end with this, I'm going to end with this statement that you and I, as Christians, we can live in victory. We can live in the victory of the resurrection because the resurrection shows that Christ has won, that sin no longer has any sting, death has no power over us, but instead the resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us complete and utter victory in our lives over sin. You don't have to be burdened with it. You don't have to be slave to it. In fact, that Christ himself forgives you for your sin. Romans chapter 5 says that while Christ, uh, that while you and I were still sinners, Christ died for us. Later on in that chapter, it says that he rose triumphantly in victory. So can you do me this one favor as we wrap up our time together this morning? Uh, Heidi's going to come and give us our closing benediction. Um, can you make a promise to me this morning that you will live in victory now, living in victory means, doesn't mean that you, you're never sad. It doesn't mean that you never make mistakes or mess up. Living in victory simply means that every day you're going to remember that the resurrection has power in your life to forgive you of the sins and mistakes that you make. That you don't have to live like that anymore. That you can conquer those through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in your life. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the resurrection that it showed us that you have victory over Satan's sin and death. Uh, I pray, Lord God, that each one of us can live our lives in total victory in you, knowing that past mistakes and sins no longer catch up to us, no longer can affect us, and no longer have to dominate our lives, but instead we can live in total freedom and victory in your name. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, if you... Uh, Heidi, is Heidi here? Heidi here? While Heidi is walking up, what we're going to do is...